J.T. Crowley is talking books. On the show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. I'm J.T. Crowley, and I have an exciting guest for you today, Helen Slater from Bristol in the United Kingdom, who is joining me to talk about one of her books she has written, The Story of My Soul. And when you look at the title, it is very aptly chosen. For this book really is the story of her inner soul, all emanating from circumstances that have had a profound impact on her own life. Born in the 60s in Bristol, in the United Kingdom, where she still lives today, life for Helen has had its fair shares of ups and downs. Like many of us, but we must have to learn to adapt and to manage in different ways. As a child, she would often disappear into the nearby woods to admire nature at its best, and at times use that time to quietly talk to God. Throughout her life, Helen has achieved numerous academical successes, culminating in attending the University of Building and Construction, an era she pursued in her own professional life, until she fell ill in 2018. 2018 was a pivotal year for Helen. Disenchanted with her lot, she looked for alternative paths to redirect her life. And this redirection of her life is what comes to the fore in why she has produced this book, written it. So I would love to welcome Helen onto the show so that she can talk about herself and really why she wrote this, self, this self-help guide book uh, for people. Helen, come and join me on the show. Hello, John. Lovely to meet you. It's It's been a very um, interesting book for me to look at. Um, I have to say I've learned quite a few things and it's just made me think. So I think this book will do the same for a lot of people. Uh, it'll stop and make you think. Um. Now, Helen, before we actually open the pages to the book, you know, and have a look at all the 49 chapters you've got here, they're all short chapters, everybody, would you care to um, tell the audience, you know, the listeners, who is Helen Pauline Slater and why have you written this book? Well, I'm, as John said, born in Bristol, um, did the usual thing, went to school, went to university, found a job. And then I got sick with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and I had to move house. I had to use my savings to live off. I couldn't work. And then I met my guides. I called out one night, please help me, because I was feeling so helpless. And one of my guides uh, appeared to me and said his name was Jeremiah and he could help. And then a whole host of guides turned up. And I was told I was seeing them on the astral plane and that I had extrasensory perception abilities. And they said, we can take you on a healing journey because the reason you're actually sick is because of karma and trauma. And so I said, OK, I'd like to go on this journey. And they said to me that you will 
they said to me, you'll go on a long journey because then you'll know each step of the healing journey and you'll be able to heal other people quickly. And they said, you have special gifts to me that you can heal people's worries and anxieties from the root causes. And I said, I'd like to go on this journey. And so then they took me up in a meditation to a high white light space and said that I could ask questions of the creator. And they call God the creator because it's a very different, they're very different, very loving, very caring energy in this high white light space. And so that's the start of the journey. And my guide Madeline said, please write it all down and then other people can benefit from this journey to heal karma and trauma. And there you go, everybody. And this is where the book started. And this is why we are sitting here today in a, a cloudy um, weather day in the United Kingdom. Me talking from Derby and Helen talking from Bristol in the United Kingdom to each other. It's wonderful, isn't it? Now, Helen, let's open the book here. And as I've already hinted at, there are 49 chapters now, we're not going to go into all the chapters, everybody, because that's not the idea and you know, the concept of the interview. The idea is just to give you a flavour of what's in the book. So we will go to certain chapters and certain parts of the book. But if you want to know really what's going on in the full book, then I have a very simple solution for you all. It's called Go and Buy the Book. Or you can go to um, Helen's um, social media sites and have a look at who she is, and what books she's written because yes we're talking about one book today but she has written other books now i would like to go helen to the first two chapters in the book so let's go to um the healing begins and words that magically heal in healing begins you kick off by saying i go out of my mind up to the stars from the high white light i see with my psychic senses a white platform floating in the dark ether of our universe you go on to say i see 10 hooded syrian beings who have no faces you mention the remnants of a vortex psychotic warrior asking the creator for healing releasing energy of punishment and trauma and a whole host of other things. And in chapter two, you talk about spiritual healing on yourself by Madeline, one of your guides. And another guide, Layla, gives you a statement of words that magically heal, thus aiding your healing process. So my question to you, Helen, is, when someone looks at your book and starts to see what it, you've written about in this section, what do you want them to gain and experience from the contents in this part of the book? I want people to gain insight that there is actually a reality um, behind the normal reality that we see. And when you have extrasensory perception, which we all do have, and that my guides uh, strengthened in me, we can see into the astral plane and we can see things that we might not otherwise see. 
Now, these beings on this platform in our universe, they were surrounded by stars, they were up in the universe, was very eerie and very stressful. So I thought, I know something has happened, something very dangerous, and these people are telling me to heal it, basically. And so I followed and followed and went to this star where there was a psychotic warrior and a beautiful being having a battle. And it was very eerie and the very psychotic energy with this psychotic warrior. And I was told that to heal insanity was one of the things that I was asked to do because I developed mental health problems as well as suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome. I had uh, bipolar. And I was told that this star was was where it had begun for my family and that the insanity had both come through the ancestral line as well as coming through the soul line and that it needed healing. So my, with my guides, we brought in water, water as the antidote to psychosis. And we brought in belief work because the psychotic warrior, when he was very young, was very damaged and hadn't connected to its mother, his mother. And so he had megalomania. He was attached to all creation and he thought he was God. And on this planet, this beautiful being came when he was older and said, no, look, you know, I'm a spiritual being. I'm going to teach you spiritual meditations and about God. And the psychotic warrior killed him. It was absolutely devastated when I saw this. So this battle has gone down through the generations in my ancestry. And with my guides, we were able to heal it with water, with white light, with unconditional love, and with chain and with affirmations as well. And so my guides took me through more healing from the stars, and they healed me of the trauma that I experienced in my lifetime uh, because I had trauma in my family dynamic when I was born and I discovered I had karma with my father and karma with my mother. Now, this doesn't mean to say that they were awful people. Uh, it just happened to be the gift that I was given in this lifetime to heal my ancestry, which is a great gift to be given. And Jeremiah and Madeline, my guides, were very encouraging to heal my family as well as myself, and that that was what I had come to them for and why they had come to me. And then the trauma in my soul as well. So one day I was feeling terrible, and then my two Syrian guides came to me and said, now you've healed serious, we can work with you. And so one of them held my hand, and one of them took trauma from my soul. And this is an incredible gift to have, because... All us, we have all lived many lifetimes, our souls, <clears throat> many incarnations, and we can heal this with this healing because we know from history that a lot has happened. There's been battles, there's been killings, and so this healing, Arcturus healing, they said it was called, can heal the trauma of the soul and children because my inner child came up and said please heal me because she'd suffered abuse and so my guides we tenderly went through giving her affirmations giving her energetic downloads and releasing her trauma 
so that she could feel calmer. Because when we have an abused child, it will interfere with your life unless you heal her or him. That's a very fascinating opening, um, you know, picture to the book, everybody. And I think when you look at it, there are some very, very powerful um, punchlines for you all to take note of. But I want to move on now, Helen, to uh, go into a little further into the book. As I said, there's lots of chapters in this book of yours, but each of them are very short. And, and as they are, you know, they're like bite-sized, for me, they're like bite-sized views to the overall theory and concepts you have formulated. So let's go to chapters 11 and 12. Under the headings, A Child and Heaven to Earth. You take us to here, November 2020. You start talking about the healing you had on your mitochondria with Madeline, one of your guides. You mentioned that you only saw a little of the DNA change and the fact that the healing was not complete and that you want full healing. But the creator still thinks the damage you have sustained, whatever that might be, is linked to your heart and that the healing from torture has helped to open your heart. You mentioned coming face to face with your angel incarnation, before reincarnation to earth. You see Catherine of Aragon and Berlin sitting in a healing room together. And in chapter 12, you have us in December 2019. You mentioned about your ancestors, Albert and Julie, coming to see you on the ancestral plane. The beliefs of Lemurian, a priestess. These beliefs are, earth people killed me, Earth people hate me. Earth people killed God. Now, your book, Helen, is not a bedtime read. It was never written intentionally for that, everybody. It's a book about making you stop and think, but it's a self-help book for people who are looking for um, a new path, you know, to readjust their lives. So, why are you talking about the subject matters in this section here, Helen? And how important are they to you? And how important do you think the readers, when they look at this section of the book, are going to feel? Yes, I think that people will feel that healing is possible, especially I was looking at the mitochondria with my guide, because this has some part to play in chronic fatigue syndrome or post-viral syndrome, as I call it in the book. And the mitochondria bring down, come down, are inherited through the female line. Men have them as well, obviously, through their mothers. So it comes from mitochondrial Eve. And so this healing was very important. The reason why it wasn't complete was because I was on a journey with my guides and they said this healing will go on gradually through as we heal you because they wanted me to see every little piece of that and um, we did a healing on on myself and we brought back my inner child 
which was very beautiful because she was outcast. And when your inner child is outcast, you don't have the benefit of her loveliness. So um, this was this was partly what I did. And um, then we went back to the stars and we saw some aliens surrounding a planet and we healed them. And we also, I was, I did a certain, med certain meditation with my guide and it healed a big block on my heart. It came off and I was able to see two stars with ladies on them who had abused their powers. And I was told that this was about um, healing the female shadow and that I would access female wisdom after I had healed them. So with unconditional love and water and affirmations and downloads of, en of energy, we healed these female stars and their issues were about control and viciousness. And so I was told uh, after I'd healed them, congratulations from Arcturus, because to heal the female shadow, we don't often want to see it, is a great, is a great gift. And after that, I managed to find a female lady from Glastor, from Glastonbury, who uh, was a pure channel uh, of the divine. And I was told that I could do this too. And that I would go on a journey to develop those channeling skills. That's fascinating. Um, and that's why I wanted to put these chapters into the books, uh, into the interview, everybody, so that we could get this, I could get Helen to tell you about this section of the books. I felt it was so important. Now, I want to go on, um, Helen, to chapters 26 and 27. Romance is in the offering. So, of course, when I saw that in the title, I thought, well, I need to go here. And I am enough. I felt these chapters had, had eye-catching headings, enough for me to look at them and highlight them. And one of the reasons for looking at this chapter and, you know, chapter 26 and 27, is that I note you start using diagrams. And this is you, for me, coming from a different angle. So this is what I wanted to embrace these two chapters here, everybody, because they are slightly different to the other chapters. We've seen a lot more diagrams here. And when I look at the diagrams, and we've got diagrams five, emotions and states of mind, Diagram six, abuse of power, polarity, belief of incarnation. Seven, healing downloads on the polarities. Um, eight, aspects of the soul. Diagram nine, aspects of the soul two. Diagram 10, polarity, beliefs of PLS at incarnation. Il Diagram 11, polarity, beliefs of incarnation. And diagram 12, eco-diagram. What's the significance, Helen? Can you tell the audience, the listeners, what's the significance of these diagrams? Um, can you briefly tell us? Yes, I'd really like to. Thank you, John. Oh, you're um, welcome. The aspects, we talk, my guys talk to me about downloading into each aspect of myself. Now, we have an inner feminine and we have an inner masculine, whether you're male or female. We also have... Uh, a past life male and a past life female. We also have an ancestral male and an ancestral female. Now, when we're healing, it can really help us whether to know that you're healing 
one of these aspects and then you can heal all of them so for instance if you're healing your past life male your inner masculine will get the healing as well and any ancestor that would like the healing gets that as well and so it's you can it's it's about detail and and putting detail into the map it's and uh, we live in duality, so there are polar opposites, and the male and female is the polar opposite. So you have your inner masculine, your inner feminine, the past life masculine, past life feminine. And so with the healing downloads, and I asked my guide Madeline what healing downloads are, and they're actually words in the form of energy, and they're affirmations or beliefs, as John said, and we can heal each of these figures with beliefs and it, and it helps the healing. So when we download into the polarities, as is shown in those diagrams, um, we're downloading into the soul spirit right at the, the heart of ourselves is our soul spirit. And we can heal our masculine and feminine sides of our soul. And this is it gives the the downloads more details so that they're um they're going to work better do you think helen um you know when we look at you know, a, a picture paints a thousand words doesn't it yes do you think that these diagrams do the same and that the viewers the audience will get um you know a brief concept as what you're talking about here by just looking at these diagrams i think they will do you Yes, I think they will. I think to see it in picture form is is a great way that the, the eye and the brain see the picture and can and can understand it. Because in one of them, I've got the person standing, like myself, and then three women on my left hand side and three women on my right hand side, and then you can see those different aspects: the inner and outer, the inner feminine, inner masculine, the, uh, the ancestral, and the past life. And this is where the healing goes. And I think it is. I think it brings it to life. Helen, let's um, go a little bit further into the book. Uh, let's go to chapter 33. As you can see, everybody, I am taking sections of the book just to give you all a flavour of what this is about. Now, chapter 33 is Terror of Psychosis. I was intrigued, you know, and I'm wondering, he says, why the opening scene here, Helen? It's a Christmas time during COVID and you talk about the virus wanting to close and you wanting and you wanted to be close to your mother, who you think at this stage is staying alive to help you through your own healing process. We have a bedroom scene. Your guides tell you not to have oral sex. You go on to talk about your guides working on your nervous system, unfreezing the phrenic and vagus nerves in your body, uh, which Jeremiah tells you about learning about the tenderness of sexual relationships, protecting yourself from harmful attacks, uh, being wounded and wanting to be perfect. Hmm. So when I looked at this chapter, everybody, I thought, I've got to include this on the interview because this was fascinating. So, Helen, would you care to tell us more about the significance of the storyline here? And why did you um, choose to talk about the subject matter here at this stage of the book rather than anywhere else in the book? OK, yes. 
Well, I love my mother very much. And it was a wonderful Christmas that we spent with her outside on the terrace because it was coronavirus and we we're all socially distancing. And obviously she has her own life path. So perhaps it was a bit arrogant to say I think she's staying alive for me, but it was at the time I was just feeling a bit desperate and I thought, oh, thanks for thanks for being here, Mum, you know? And um and then I went home and Matt was at home and we just met throughout the last year and we clicked instantly. We were talking about uh, current affairs, geopolitical and the COVID. And because I didn't have anyone else to talk to, we made a very strong connection over the phone and gradually over that Christmas, which uh, we spent together in a bubble, um, we got uh, very friendly. And then, then my guys said, right, it's time for you to start your sex life and so we did and it was very very beautiful and I must admit that at times it was difficult because of the trauma I'd had previously in my childhood but he was he is very very lovely and tender and gentle and uh it was part of my healing process and I would uh recommend to anyone that they find their divine compatible soulmates and go on this journey together so I was told that you know for both of us this was uh, an incredible opportunity to heal our sexuality and um and, and the thing about no oral sex is that we can get viruses or bacteria and um yeah yeah it's like mouths like to kiss mouths I think that's all I'm gonna mm. say about that did you enjoy writing this part of the book I felt a bit awkward. I thought, you know, but Jeremiah said to me, please write it, you know, because there will be other women who've had trauma in their childhoods who want to know that a beautiful intercourse is possible and sexual healing. And it was it was very healing for me to write about it. Yes. And the healings, the downloads, the affirmations, because mm. Matt is a very gentle soul. He's a very beautiful person. And I'm very lucky to have him in my life. Wow. Um. Let's go on to um, chapters 41 and 42. Effluent, um, effluence of spiritual light and like a heartbeat in the ocean. I thought the chapter headings are wonderful, everybody. They really are. And you start off here in chapter 41, Helen. Um, my prenatal dilemma comes to the fore again. It seems there are endless facets to the significance of this event for me. Madeline's releases overwhelm you, and that it appears your twin and you are in a gender battle. Now, when I first saw this, I thought, oh, this is fascinating. Plus, positive beliefs are brought to you on all five levels, physical, emotional, mental, spirit and soul as well as Jeremiah, who you've mentioned so many times in the interview here, informing you, you need to work on your earth, quote, sky axis. And in chapter 42, the sadistic ruler tells the space aliens to go away. And a baby's karma being carried for its own soul or for a family. So can you enlighten us, uh, Helen, as to what is being talked about and what you're discussing here. Yes. What was the first thing, John? Just remind me. I was saying to you that um, 
we are talking about here when your prenatal dilemma comes to the fore again and the significance it has for you and that you appear to be a twin and there's a gender battle going on. Yes, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yes, um, it was very unfortunate that I had a twin in the wound, in the in the womb, um, and that he disappeared. And part of the reason why he disappeared was because we had a disagreement. Now, it is it is vital for everyone if they have a twin in the womb, it is vital healing, because it can make people feel very very guilty for the twin that stays behind and that manages to incarnate. And so I went on this healing journey, which starts at the beginning of the book, actually. And um, my twin was a boy. I was a girl. And it in so you can find different layers and layers and layers. And the last layer that I looked at of my twin was the fact that he was a boy and I was a girl. And there is a gender battle and we can help heal it. And so we started to heal it. And that was very, very beautiful. Um and forgiveness is very, very important. There is a law of forgiveness, actually, which I discover and I write about in one of my books. And um, forgiveness is key because there is nothing that cannot be forgiven. So if there's anyone struggling with guilt over something, over wrongdoing, healing is really important so that we can free ourselves from from guilt or any karmic cycles that may be going on because of course i had a karmic cycle going on with my twin we'd met at various times in uh in time with my twin and so that was part of the healing 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 the karma together and we are pretty much healed now we've got a um i've spoken to her because she has a female soul and uh, in the astral plane and we are really near to healing which is uh, a wonderful wonderful thing now everybody else when i first met helen and we first did a pre um chat about what we're going to talk about in this book helen jumped straight in and says i want to talk about chapter 47 you know the 12 step healing process and the introduction says, I think we should start with that. And I'm going, whoa, I think we need to take everybody through the uh, the chronological um, time span of the book itself. Uh, jumping into chapter 47, which is towards the end of the book, I thought, hang on, we need to go through the various stages before. But I promised Helen that we would go to this chapter so she can talk about it because this chapter the 12 healing process is so important to her and it's really what the book is about and also the introduction so i'm going to sit back everybody and let helen explain what is the 12 step healing process and why she wrote the introduction to the book here's your opening gambit helen you're free to chat away here <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, yes, yeah, so the the insanity. So as we all know from world events, we see insanity every day. And it is part of our inheritance coming incarnating on Earth that the energies on Earth are very dense. And so it's quite hard to incarnate as energy, spiritual energy in a body. And if anything happens to someone, you know, they get angry and hating and the insanity just fuels it. So um, I found within myself with the bipolar 
that I could, we were doing, a, my guide said to me, let's do a healing on insanity. And so I healed uh, the root of that in my family with the serious psychotic warrior, but I still had to heal it within myself. And so I went, my guides gave me a 12 step guide to healing insanity. And is if you as a woman get put into a child position, which means an adult taking power over you, so your only escape is to go into the wounded child. Now this can happen in relationships, and my guide said this can be healed. And then the other one is uh, the other number two is to block a woman's power. So women are becoming more and more empowered in our generation to take whatever job they want doors are opening there may still be a glass ceiling but women are pushing through and i was a professional myself but of course you can get people who want to block your power you can get people who want to steal your power and you get people who dislike you uh, because you're a woman and so these barriers have all got to be taken down and you can heal them within yourself. The other one for me, which is a big thing, was being disbelieved. Now, I had an argument with someone here at the flats and I was disbelieved by uh, the management company. And that was a big thing to deal with. And uh, and so my guides gradually healed this uh, within me. There are others. There are 12 steps in total. But I was told, we did this with the Archangel Raphael, and I was told that I could now, uh, the Archangel Raphael would help me with the healings that I give to other people. Because, of course, the whole process is about being able to heal others, both with people reading the books, because people might get their guides when they read the books and go on a healing journey similar to mine, or they may wish to call me up and have a healing. Either way is really fine. Did you enjoy writing this book? Yes, very much. I was compelled to. I was up at three in the morning sometimes typing away. It was just the most thrilling, exciting journey. And I felt like um, a sort of sleuth, you know, a sort of detective as I reeled back the years and went back and back and back. And as you said, I found a doppelganger who was very wounded and that he was influencing my life. The reason why I was in bad situations in my life and never felt comfortable and at home wasn't necessarily my parents but was the doppelganger. I mean, it was incredible to find that and to heal him. Um, it's been, I feel in my life now, so much lighter, so much more energy. You know, my mental health is much, much better. My energy is much better. It's, it's, and it's, uh, it was a privilege to go on this journey and an absolute wonderment. It really was. Do you have any more books in the pipeline? Are you going to write more on this subject matter? Well, there is a book, uh, two books. One of them is called Wonders of the Soul, which uh, starts with the, with the lives of three women and they have problems in their lives and with their husbands or with their families. And so they go to a healer called Prue. Now, we, we go through the healings that she gives the three women. We go through the healings that she has had herself in her life, which brought her to be a healing. We talk to her guides and then she finds love. And so it's some of the information is an addition to what is in the story of my soul. And some of it is a completely new pair of Prue and Sean and their healing journeys. And the other book is The Laws, which is in a way self-explanatory. But I will say that I talked to the law of compassion when I was 
was younger, when I was about 21, and sort of had finished my first degree and was going to go out into the world. And I was told that my vicissitudes were over for now, but that it all it had all been so I could heal it and um, sort of renew my life. And that is what I've been doing now. Who would you who have you written this book for? Um, but more importantly, who would you like to see looking at this book, reading your book? Men, women, um, who? Yes, I would like anyone who has experienced trauma in this life, women especially, but also men. And I think that for a woman, a lot of the information in the book is quite hard to read because I had an inner masculine side that was full on and had done I've had a lot of male past lives so healing the masculine was part of the book so which is why I think it's very useful for men as well because of course it's been men in control throughout history really up until now and so to heal uh evil in the male side or or viciousness and uh, we can do that with Arcturus Healing. So the book is for anyone, but especially for a woman that's been traumatised in her life. Where can people get your books from? Yes, uh, the book is available from the Balboa Press website. It's also available from Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Helen, Pauline Slater, it's been a wonderful opportunity to um, interview you, chat to you about your book. It's an eye-opening book, everybody. And as I said, it's not a bedtime read. It's a self-help guide um, for people. And there are 49 chapters, but they're very short. And how I looked at the book is possibly to take a chapter each day and have a look and then do the research to see what Helen is talking about or reflect on that chapter before moving on to the, uh, the others. So not a bedtime read but nevertheless a very fascinating book. And I would just like to say, Helen, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you very much, John. I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening, wherever you're in the world. Stay safe. Until next time. <laughs>